Hi, this is Dustin's mom, and I've never listened to None Taken. Don't. Uh, okay, I just added something to the sheet. Don't look at it, though. Oh, I'm not looking at the sheets. It's all safe. Okay. It's a cold sheet, so to speak. Oh, Jesus. Alan. <sighs> is it too, too soon? No. No. Okay. No, we have plenty. It is too soon in terms of the show. That's going to be the last thing we talk about on the Friday show. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what are we going to do? <laughs> we talk about vaccine mandates after that or the school board video I've got? Should we hit record? Yeah, one, two, three. All right, you ready? I am ready. Are you recording? Yes. <laughs> right, you want to start a show? Let's start a show. That podcast is filling your head with garbage. I no offense taken there. Well, it sounds like none taken. I just hang out the meat. Welcome to None Taken, the internet's only debate and current events show with your hosts Dustin and Alan. Shout out to Reverend Peyton's Big Damn Band for the use of their song Ways and Means for our intro music. Thank you for joining us. At the time of this recording, it's Tuesday, October 26, 2021. It's a great day for America. <laughs> I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. And Alan is in the San Francisco Bay Area. We are here recapping another week of current events and sharing way too much of our tragic personal life. Please subscribe right now wherever you're listening to this. Leave us a five-star review. You can find us on None Taken. You can find... I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> you can find None Taken on Instagram, Twitter, and of course, Facebook None Taken Superfans group. Remember, first show is free. We're trying to do a billboard. Tell all your friends about us or put us on money. Put us on money. Give... <laughs> Jesus. Do I do it again? We're going to print None Taken money. And you're going to give it to us. We're going to be the Federal Reserve of None Taken. <sighs> Welcome to the show. Alan's on No Sleep. I'm distracted by a significant work event that happened right as I was about to start the show. Alan, what is up? What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Would we call it like none take a stand? I don't. I don't know. I've it's... said that before. None take a stand. Yeah, sure. Oh, okay, cool. It's right next to Afghan uh, uh, Jennifer Aniston. Ooh, I like that. Oh, that's a that's a Craig Ferguson joke. Oh yeah. No. Oh, you're right. That was Craig no. Ferguson. No. Oh shit. Do we have a All picture right. of what Angela is... Lansbury? No, okay. <laughs> what? What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show, uh, man. You know, after my whirlwind week, which was the week prior, this last week was actually pretty quiet. Um, quiet. Not... Okay. Well, except for like there was a massive storm. <laughs> they called could... it a bomb and a river. There was a bomb cyclone okay. and an atmospheric river. Okay. Now, don't ask me to explain what that is. I am literally more comfortable explaining quantum mechanics and weather events. <laughs> I don't know shit about weather. Uh, let me just say it rained a lot. Um, 
So for San Francisco, they had, in a 24-hour period, I think on Saturday, it was the fourth wettest day on record. Oh, so wow. since, since we've been measuring, which has been a couple hundred years, I want to say. Uh, they got over four inches of rain. Sacramento, similarly, um, almost five and a half inches of rain. I think I read there were parts of Northern California that got like eight to ten inches of rain in 24 hours. Wow. That Sacramento is so Sacramento is so flat and like how, what happens when it gets when it gets that much water? Does it actually soak in pretty well? I think because we've been so dry, like we've been in a mega drought, that it did soak in pretty hmm. well, and is then, that how that works. You know, the, and the rest of it flowed into the river, so I okay. think it's fine. Huh. Um, there were definitely like there were small sections of San Francisco closed because they were worried about trees falling over onto buildings and stuff like oh, that. Oh wow! Um, I had to like I left the house to go pick up some things and came back. I had to like take a different route home because the, like the road I normally would go up was so flooded. I was concerned about driving through it. Like that's how oh, wow. you're like, yeah, that one's asking for trouble. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Like, eh, I'm not going to risk it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I lost power for a good five, six hours. I actually went out. And yeah. Bought, I checked like, in on you and you're like still out. And then I like, didn't check in. I was like, Oh, I hope you didn't <laughs> die. <I> just... <laughs> no. So, you know, I had my cell phone. I could watch TV on my phone. It was fine. Uh, I actually went out like, normally the power goes out it's out for like you know a half hour hour whatever it's fine and when it got into like three hours in i was like shit what was your battery at like 40 percent. do you have so, a power bank no i went i went i went down to the store and bought some were they pre-charged case. yeah they pre-charged okay so i actually bought like a, a three pack of them so just in case yeah. and i bought a couple of candles and shit like that got home and then realized i didn't have a lighter well, at least That's i couldn't hilarious. find it and what? I was like, oh, I can. we have a gas stove. So I was like, I can light it. So I went to the stove and I tried to turn the stove on. And it wasn't lighting. And I realized it needs electricity the electric for, the, starter. for the igniter Jesus. to work. That's funny. <laughs> so what then were you going to do? Wait, hold on. You were going to light a candle with a, oh, like on the top? Like, wait, how long? Yeah, yeah. How long? Oh, you were going to get like a piece of pasta. And yeah, b- yeah, burn exactly. It. I got you. <laughs> I thought you were going to like turn the candle upside down. I'm like, that's not. That's actually, not a good idea. No, yeah. I mean, it probably would work in a pinch. But Maybe. anyways, I actually... You know, remembered I had a lighter somewhere, so I dug through some boxes and found one. It all worked out. Nice. Anyways, so that was my weekend, man. I really, other than that, I just kind of st- stayed in, watched a bunch of TV because it was really how, kind of it how, rained. Yeah, tell me more week. about how bad that rainstorm was. I mean, I, I had, I, had, I had visions of you coming in here and talking about you know the world falling apart over there. It sounded bad on the news. I mean, it it was raining virtually the entire week, off and on. Over like it started really heavy Saturday night and into Sunday. All through Sunday, it was pretty much raining from heavy to light. You know, kind of varying back and forth. Uh, there were power outages throughout the Bay Area. You know, I think there was something like forty, fifty thousand people without power at varying times. Um, it was weird though, because like. I was out of power, but I could go like four blocks down the hill and to the right, and they had power there. Yeah, but how so. bad was the water? Like, was it like running down your street? Like, was it like, I don't want to be outside? Like, was it constantly heavy? I live on a pretty steep hill, and through the gutters, yeah, it was like a, it was running really heavy. Like but over- on the road itself, it wasn't bad. The drainage here is pretty good. Oh, okay. So, All right, cool, cool. Yeah. It was just in intersections where it was getting a little. Yeah. Heavy. Yeah, we get that here. A little dicey. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that was pretty much it. Nice, nice. I had a little bit of excitement over the weekend. So for my birthday, my mom said, kind of want to spoil you. If mm-hmm. money weren't an issue, what would you want? I'm like, I know what I want. I want a Shure SM7B <laughs> microphone. It's, Hell yeah. Yeah. And uh, 
um, recommended by friend of the show, Buzz Burbank. He's been oh, using yeah. it since the early 80s, he said. It's like the same microphone. Wow. You know? so, That's amazing. Um, it's mod- some modifications over the years, but, you know, the same model. Yeah. The, um, so I was tracking it. says it came in. Um, said it was supposed to come in Friday. Didn't come in Friday. Saturday morning wasn't there. Um, I reach out to their... So I go to Amazon to, you know, chat with someone about it because um, they're usually pretty good about it. Mm-hmm. The, uh, you know, ch- figured it's on a FedEx truck. They probably did the Uber Eats trick where they say they've delivered <laughs> it and then they show up whenever they feel like. Right. Um, and I didn't need it till today, so I had time. Um, so I noticed, I guess I'd bought it from a third-party seller and I didn't realize that. Um, so they were like, you got to message them directly. I'm like, okay. Messaged them, and within like a couple hours, I got an email back from them with just horrible English. Just <laughs> sorry for the inconvenience. I'm actually using perfect English. I can't. I can't mimic them. Like I'm gonna. Okay, they. Uh, it was really suspicious. And then Natasha's like, "This is totally a scam. This is an eBay scam um, where FedEx only tells you the zip code that it goes to." on your like tracking information and in terms of like their responsibility they just guarantee it essentially they just like like they don't care unless it gets to a different zip code in terms of tracking it for fraud we got to zip code you find it i i'm doing a horrible job explaining it (laughs) but it's this thing that's been exploited on um ebay and ebay Uh just says like well sorry you should have had better insurance on your on your tracking on your shipping that's you know that's not part of ebay uh So I call FedEx and FedEx straight up is just like, I don't know, you need to talk to the seller because we don't have the address you're giving us as the destination address that that it was sent to. And I'm like, oh, well, that's why I'm calling you because this is a scam that we understand. Like, I'm sure you, I'm sure you deal with this all the time. You know, this must happen to you. You must know what I'm describing. I'm not going to tell you about the scams people do on you. Like, Right. What do you do when this happens? They're like, you need to contact the seller. I'm like, the seller is the person that I'm saying is being fraudulent and they're using you to commit fraud. I want you to care desperately. And they're just like, um, you, you know, you'll, you'll, uh, you know, this is all that I can do. She basically said, this is all that I can do. And if you want to get different, I'm like, well, can you transfer me? She's like, there's no superior. I'm like, that's fine. Let me just talk to another one of your coworkers. And like is there obviously, a fraud department. Yeah, I mean, thought I was in frog department, and <laughs> and she's just like, if you want, you can hang up and call back, and you'll get a different person. I'm just like, I hate you, I hate you. Oh my god! Like it's probably wow. like some side effect of them working from home, and like they, yeah. But I don't know, I don't know. That's too much credit. So then I get on the phone on the chat machine with Amazon, and I tell them everything, including that. And Amazon's, oh yeah, don't worry about it. Here's a full refund. I'm like, oh, thank you. Meanwhile, I get another email back from the seller saying, I'm going to send you a full refund. And I'm like, am I going to get two refunds? I didn't. <laughs> right. Uh, so I see that they're going to process the refund. I, w- I still want to have this for today's show. I go back on Amazon. It was like $20 more to get it through Prime. I didn't even realize it. It was still on sale for $100 off. So I order it. The Prime version literally showed up before like 4 o'clock that same day on Saturday. Wow. You know what I have noticed with Amazon? It's not always really clear if you're going... If you're getting it from yeah. a third party, or if you're not paying attention, uh, you won't notice that. But right. Prime is always the best. Bet, right, I think. of course, right. Yeah. yeah. Here's a here's here's an interesting wrinkle in this story, Alan. Mm. I go to take the dog out on Sunday morning, and uh-huh. guess what's on the pa- on the patio? <laughs> the a microphone. fucking microphone. 
<laughs> and I keep checking. I got my refund. Amazon's not asking. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna have a real complete studio in here pretty soon. Sweet. Yeah. Did, did you have to get a new um, boom for it? Also, it I like yeah you- yeah I got a pretty nice boom for it. Um, I can't show you the boom, and the listeners can't see it, so it doesn't matter. It so looks if you, cool though. Thank you, thank you. It's like ceiling mounted, or what is? No, it's um, it comes up. It's a crane arm with a boom that drops down. So got it. Like it does one of these. Can you see me? Yep. Yeah. It's like a claw. It's a it's like a claw machine. Yeah. 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 Cool. We uh, we had some friends that were in town. They were friends of Natasha's, but like by the time they left, I was like, I like these guys a lot. He's in a band. He's in a bluegrass band. Cool. We went to a bluegrass brunch. Uh, we ended up having to get there like an hour and a half to get our name in, and then Natasha just stayed in line while I took the dogs to the dog park. Um, that's a whole story. She's a hero. Uh, that's a win, man. I know, all right? Um, yeah, it was fun. They uh, were going to a Jason Isbell concert. He did three nights at the Ryman, and they went to all three nights because he has like different openers and stuff for each show. Sounds kind of neat. I wouldn't do that many of the same artists, but like if the Stones did three nights, want to do it but i don't know that i would like I, okay i take it back i'd still go to the stones but they've got <laughs> 60 years of music yeah i can't think of any band i would go to three nights well there's a few yeah there's a couple, a couple. yeah yeah i'd go see rancid three nights in a row they don't have three nights worth of songs though i know okay. i wouldn't care all right as long as they play radio every night i'm all right. fine all right i'm uh, happy i'm petra, happy man petra made friends on the other side of the fence that's the whole story look at our instagram for pictures it's cute that was so cute that was let's get into our little sounds well, let's, but should we tell the listeners this is a different um, format? Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. All right. So what we decided was we've been having so much fun doing the, the Friday show with the clips. But we record that, it first. Which we record first. So it's yeah. like out of order when you guys hear it. But like our energy is all fresh and new like this. And then we go to do the big <laughs> show and we're like, all right, you ready to get to business? We're going to read some <laughs> fucking headlines. Yeah. So you know what? We said, fuck it. Let's just make the Friday show the Wednesday show. Yeah. And we'll make the the Friday show the big. The... This one's more so, more fun anyways. If you guys yeah. haven't been listening to our Friday show, you're in for a treat. Yeah, you've been missing out. All right. Friday so show has been good stuff. I uh, I should have my sounds ready. Let's see. I have one. Alan. Yes. Did you know that in 2005, Kanye predicted the COVID-19? Wow. Yeah. I was not aware. Have I mean, you... he is the prophet of our time, but I, so, I did not know. This have thing. you heard this audio already? I no. hope not. Okay, all right, get ready. You're gonna recognize it at first. Here, watch it. Now I ain't saying she a gold digger, but she ain't messing with no broke, broke. There'll be a pandemic in 2020 called COVID-19, and we will all wear masks. Can you believe that? I feel like that was heavily edited. I don't know. <laughs> Did you pick up on? Let me play it again. Now I ain't saying she a gold digger, but she ain't messing with no broke, broke. There'll be a pandemic in 2020 called COVID-19, and we will all wear masks. That's insane. That is pretty wild, man. Yeah. I mean, Kanye though, he's channeling some something from out there. I yeah, that alien, uh, uh, alien hive mind or something. Yeah. Uh-huh. I have a lot of stuff involving uh, musicians, music? apparently. So I like music. Well, here's another clip. So this is at the F1 race. They're doing the tour of the U.S. So uh, they did that F1 race in Nashville. There was one, I think this weekend was in Austin, so I'm assuming that's where this was from. Uh, some very, very British, uh, or Australian, very British reporter um, sees Megan the Stallion there and mm-hmm. attempts to ask these questions. And uh, I think, yeah, it is. Uh, that's a very big bloke. In- so first of all, he 
in the, if you can't see the video, obviously, Megan the Stallion with her entourage is walking up past him, and he's like, I think. Yeah, it is. Who did you think it would be? You're in Austin, Texas at an F1 event. If it looks like Megan the Stallion, it probably, probably fucking is. Yeah, but that's <laughs> yeah. not what makes this funny. And, and that's a very big bloke in front of her, I don't think. Uh, Megan, Martin Brundle from British Television. How are you? Megan the Stallion, you're a, you're a freestyle rapper. Um, I think she's happy. Okay, boss. You're a freestyle rapper. Have you got any rap for us today on Formula One? <laughs> I have no rap today. I'm sorry. I have no rap today. Do you have... Wait, here. Have you got any rap for us today on Formula One? (laughs) I have a question. Yeah. Is it if I have any rap for us today? No, no. Uh, Have you got any rap for us? When he says that's a very big and then he kind of pauses and then says... She has a very large security man, (laughs) bodyguard in front of her. Do you think he was uh, thinking of something else first and thought better? No. Okay. It, I I don't think so because this is a very large security man. Okay, security. I don't man. have I don't have the video up, so yeah. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I was thinking maybe he was referring to something else, and it was like, oh, let me I, change that. Every time I watched this clip, which I mean, you can you can you blame me? Uh, no, every time I watched this clip, I was <laughs> like, yeah, is that? But no, it says a very large security man. Security okay. man, buddy. Security God, man. I can get this word straight. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> sticking with performing artists. Mm-hmm. You heard of this guy, Dave Chappelle? I've heard so of him, So yeah. he did a show in Nashville with Rogan, Tom Segura. Uh, oh, right. I saw that. Yeah. Who's the king of the roasts? Uh, uh, Jeff Ross, I Jeff think, Ross. was there too. Uh, so yeah, that was here in Nashville, Bridgestone Arena. I really wanted to go. Fuck, I wish I did because... That's a huge lineup. Yeah, I know. And I don't think... It was just him and Rogan was all that was ever announced, but... Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a video that went. There was a press release. It seemed like that was getting the the, the rounds that um, Chappelle had. What did they say? Chappelle gave a list of demands to the LGBT community. I think I may have heard this. Yeah. Yes. So that was there was like a headline that said like a very small piece of what I'm about to play. I've got like about a two minute clip. Um, okay. So. The if you didn't know any better, you'd think that he like made a statement because that's kind of how they released it. So mm-hmm. he gives a list of demands, uh, but it was actually a five minute clip from his show two nights ago in in Nashville, and it was about a, and and they released that as a five minute clip announcing that he's got a movie coming out about. Remember at the beginning of COVID when he had a bunch of comedians come to his place and he was doing live shows there. Not like, yeah. like, yeah, okay. So they recorded that and they made a movie about it. And uh, it was going to get released, but now it, he's not being invited to film festivals, et cetera. So what you've heard about this little, like, Chappelle list announces his demands to the LGBT, it was actually right. a promotion for his movie in the context of why he needs to promote it this way because he isn't invited to any film festivals anymore. Now, I cut okay. most of that out. Um, here, here, we'll play it. We'll interrupt plenty. It's been said in the press that I was invited to speak to the transgender employees at Netflix and I refused. That is not true. If they had invited me, I would have accepted it, although I am confused about what we are speaking about. I want everyone in this audience to know that even though the media frames this, that it's me versus that community, that is not what it is. Do not blame the LBGTQ community for any of this shit. 
This has nothing to do with them. It's about corporate interests and what I can say and what I cannot say. Alan, you've been paying attention to this as much as anybody else. Yeah, Dave Chappelle's most recent Netflix stand-up special, um, wherein he he kind of uh, addresses his critics and yeah, well, he addresses his critics and he kind of he pokes class. the eye at sort of uh, I don't know, you call it wokeness, social whatever discord in our current cancel culture. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so part of that was uh, he had a riff about uh, the transgender community or more specifically a transgender individual that he knew and he's talked about this in multiple specials prior um this one people tended to take a few sentences out of context including some stuff he said about the the baby the rapper uh which where they said he was defending him if you actually listen to the special he wasn't but uh they took a few sentences out of context and and made a big deal about it saying that he was transphobic etc um and and there was a attempt at least by some people online to quote unquote cancel him which is funny one of his first specials i think his first special he talked about how like he how you'd get id'd at the bodega the guy at the bodega he'd have to like do something special to make him remember you because the guy thought that he looked like all the other customers that would come in oh vaguely and, yes. and he's like so you'd have to do something shocking and memorable so i'd like he'd go in there and spread his ass cheeks <laughs> and it's like i seriously doubt anybody took that seriously Right. Okay. Right. But now we do. Now we do. Okay. Yes. Because there is no such thing as comedy. Right. To the transgender community, I am more than willing to give you an audience, but you will not summon me. I am not bending to anybody's demands. I was going to say this before um, I saw that this came out. That was going to be something I brought up if we ever talked about it again. It's like, like you don't get to like I have plenty of people I'm angry at. I don't expect them to be like have to listen to me demand to talk to them. Like, yeah, I mean it's not like your Congress with the power of subpoena or anything. No, All right? <laughs> Why is that? Am I saying anything that shocking? No, 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 no okay. not at all. I was just making a sort no. of funny comparison to CNN, <clears throat> but how about I don't cough while you fucking say things? <laughs> you were making a funny comparison to what? <laughs> to Steve Bannon. Ah. Yes. And if you want to meet with me, I'd be more than willing to, but I have some conditions. <laughs> They're taking him real seriously there. Yeah, you can tell. <laughs> First of all, you cannot come if you have not watched my special from beginning to end. Reasonable. I said that last week. That's I like the that fucking all, subject, all right? All the people <laughs> protesting this thing had not, clearly had not seen the entire thing. Right. You must come to a place of my choosing and a time of my choosing. You think he's going to rig it with booby traps? <laughs> and thirdly, you must admit that Hannah Gatsby is not funny. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to explain that? I or do, because do you explain it, and I doubt you'll have this follow-up that I do. Okay. So Hannah Gatsby is a trans comedian. I don't particularly think that what she does is stand-up i think if you ask most stand-ups they'll say is this going to get recorded or not because i don't want to be on record saying that she's not you know brave and mm, a okay. great talent okay I, I think most people when they're being honest say that she might be like a, you know what tim tebow is a great athlete i don't think he's a quarterback 
Like, I'm sorry. Like, and I know you could point at national championships and tell me I'm wrong. And I, I understand. I'm just saying, um, the, you know, he's really good at football in general, but I don't think that he's a quarterback, but you know, yeah. Okay. Understood. And I think most people like Tim Tebow for things unrelated to him playing football. They like him because he's a Christian and he's a missionary and all that shit. Okay. So his thing with Hannah, his real beef with Hannah Gadsby is that when, so of course, like you were saying, like she's, is she trans? Yes. Okay. Um, you know, you better double check. (laughs) Yeah. Um, dude, I'm, I'm trying to go through this Wikipedia page. It's like, you could just type the words is Hannah Gadsby trans. Ah, Everything is Dave Chappelle. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> literally, like, everything's been... No, when I type it. that yeah, exact thing it. in. Yeah. Uh, That's the internet. Okay, here's the reason why he mentions Hannah Gadsby. Um, okay. Other than what I was saying about her maybe not being every comedian's favorite comedian. Cup of tea, yeah. sure. Um, she's many comedians' favorite comedians. I still, you know, caveat there. Um so brave she was mentioned by the netflix uh the ceo of netflix i his name's escaping me when he he was talking about their inclusivity he said he screwed up communications with his employees but he stood by airing the special and in an internal memo he said something like you know of course we deal with inclusivity we had hannah gadsby special on and she responded hey Sarandos Ted Sarandos Hey Ted Sarandos Yeah Keep my fucking name Out of your mouth I don't need you Associating me With Chappelle's With your mistake Regarding Chappelle Shit like that Oh She said uh, Chappelle's stunted Worldview So this little special He released That we're playing right now uh, Parts of We're not playing The whole thing uh, Is called stunted um, In response to that So It's It's As much him Saying like There's a little Dig there You know Mm-hmm. But again, like it's in the name of comedy. Like, you know, we don't have to take this so fucking seriously. Yeah, know? I agree. I'm still really confused about who Hannah Gadsby is. I, I don't, I don't, I type in what's her through... special name, Nanette. Yes. Yeah. That came out like what, 2017, 2018? 2018. So when that came out, it was like a huge overnight success and one of those things that like people were talking about, but mm-hmm. kind of below people's breath, they were saying, like, I'm, I'm not going to, not get roles in Hollywood by saying anything much further than this, but I don't understand why everybody likes it so much. Um, I don't feel qualified to comment on it. I nor do I. Never uh, seen other it. than yeah, like she might be funny. I don't know. Right. I don't. I also don't hate her. Right. Like there's no, this presumption that it's like I thought that was funny. I must hate her. Like right. You know, like Chappelle says one thing. Thusly, I have to feel the opposite towards like. And this, there was never the intention with things like this. It's it's a new concept. Yeah. Um, here's here's the but, rest of the what? Okay. Yeah. No, I was gonna say, it, but it, but it gets like because of the state of our current discourse, we like we have there's so much noise that we have trouble just like isolating what what the actual underlying thought is, and like yeah, we, it, it just all gets lost. The signal gets lost almost. Yeah. Yeah. I desperately want people to see this movie. But I understand why investors would be nervous. Since nobody will touch it, I'll tell you what I'll do. I will make it available for all of you in 10 American cities going on sale in the next few days. 
you will be able to so see So I just movie. wanted to include that part in there because he, I mean, as much of this being uh, apparently his hit piece on Hannah Gadsby and listing his demands to the LGBT community, he was really talking about how he has this movie coming out. Um, yeah, that, that, that's not what it sounded like at all when you hear it in context, no. which is the same thing I said last week, which is if you actually listen to the whole special, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't sound, it's not a hit piece. It's not even about, he's not even being anti- that the trans community or LGBTQ community, he is comparing their success to the success of his own community in, in that stand. Yeah. And like, didn't he have a whole career of doing this with white people? And what, since now this is not punching up, it's bad. Right. Okay. And he says in his special, he's like, you're implying that I'm, I have to think I'm above to be able to punch down. Right. And I don't think that way. So that's why you're getting mad at me because I don't see the world the way you do. Also, the fact that he sees the world differently is why he's so fucking funny. Exactly. Like, we're stifling these things with our preferences. Again, I think I said it last week. Like, you did. supposed to make you uncomfortable. Like, yes, yeah, the, yeah. That's the whole point. Yep. All, All right. right. Shall we move on? Yes, we shall. Okay. Uh, well, you know what? I actually have a question, though. Okay. Is, he, is, is, is Chappelle taking this stance and like sacrificing himself for the First Amendment? Kind of for all of us, like, is he the only American that can, the American celebrity that can throw himself under this bust and come out the other side and hopefully, like, he's bringing people's attention to the fact that people are, that we didn't, we don't have to behave this way. In in a way that that isn't just complaining, like, Donald Trump saying, like, you know, cancel culture and I'm not allowed on Instagram because I started a revolution. (laughs) I think that if you asked him that, that he would like unequivocally deny that. I don't. I don't think that's his motivation. I think he's doing it because he thinks that, in some in some way, he's speaking truth to power, and that that's sort sure. of motivates him. Uh, but so is I, I he not though? What's that? Like, is he not though? Like, can you think of a better? Oh no! I so like if you ask me if no, it, I'm saying like, yeah, I'm saying with him doing this, are are we fortunate because he might be the best American celebrity oh, to pull this absolutely. off? Absolutely, he is like he's made for this like, yeah like his entire career personality persona celebrity is is like i mean he blew himself yeah. up at his peak and then came back like right he can do this right so yeah i i just think that if you asked him that's not what he would say his motivation is but yeah we're absolutely very fortunate to have to have a dave Chappelle on the planet doing this stuff for right. us yes right yeah well, uh, I feel like I got a little rambly there, so let's just have some comparative rambles to make Ooh, me look normal. There was a town hall last <laughs> Friday? Something like that. Something like that? Thursday, okay. Friday. Thursday, okay. Um, did anybody ask for this? Like, why was there a town hall last week? I, I didn't watch it. I was aware that it was happening. It was but just in response to bad ratings or bad approval well, ratings? Well, I think... It's not, yeah. I mean, he, his his approval ratings have dipped, but also he is trying to sell some things to the American. Well, public. do you think this helped? I, I look back. I, I it was great for us having grandpops and relatives there. I don't know how my parents quite did it, but I remember one night. I'm serious. It was in high school. I could I could feel my dad was restless. He moving. I could hear. And I asked the next morning, I asked my mom, it's a true story. I said, what, what's the matter with dad, mom? He got bad news, honey. His company just said they're no longer going to pay for health insurance. What is he talking about? Well, guess what? My dad used to say, everybody's entitled. All we're looking for is just a little breathing room. What? Just a little bit of extra room. A little breathing room. How can we keep... Like when you're sniffing people's hair? Wait, wait. That was unedited, right? Yeah. 
Was there like there were words missing in that sentence? No, right? he's just moving on to the next oh. like half thought out words in his head. Oh. <laughs> Remember we used to talk about, or it was a Sam Harris said that Donald Trump's brain is like a balloon inside a room, just moving around at the whims of the air. <laughs> this is not much different. I mean, this is this is worse. I mean, this is. I have two sentences. I'm just going to start one, stop it halfway through, start the next one in the middle. How can we compete in a world of millions of American parents, especially moms, what? can't join the workforce because they can't afford the cost of child care or elder Chost care? Child care. Or they have to stay home. The cost of Kyle care. How, are your Kyles getting too expensive? <laughs> or they have to stay home. I heard my colleagues speaking before I did. Here in Pennsylvania, the average annual cost of child care for your toddler is $11,400. So when he was a kid, his dad lost his insurance. You know, you get it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, clearly he's attempting to tell a story that's going to connect his agenda to, like, working class people. Uh, and and, and this Build and actually, Back Better and the, 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 what do they call it, resolution budget? What's that word? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, reconciliation. There it is. Um, yeah, it, it, he actually does have stories to tell. Um, I mean, we're both listening to the that Biden book, which is very interesting. Oh, I like finished, yeah. <laughs> we'll wow. talk about it later. But um, I, clearly, he's, so he's had a story in his mind that he's attempting to tell, but he's definitely losing parts of the narrative and just steaming forward yeah. <laughs> trying to just like right. i'm just going to keep saying words yeah and you know I'm, i mean we do that here know. but like we're not yeah. <laughs> uh, you should <laughs> be a little true. more prepared when you show up for anderson cooper's um indeed uh hold on i have something here uh i mean could you imagine if this message was said by a reasonably charismatic speaker like somebody that was actually able to tell the story. Yeah, it'd be like, look, you're going to go sell the reconciliation bill. If you do this well, you're going to get all your senators on on the sidelines to agree to something that you know uh, they they can't say. You're gonna you're gonna put, say this in a way that they can't go back to their constituents and say they're not going to do it. Nope, no, nope, I was ramble about my dad losing his health insurance and talk about some guy in the state that said how much health. I mean, there were points there. There were points to be made by a good mm-hmm. politician. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if there's don't any. I don't know if there's any rhetoric that even a, an extremely charismatic uh, president or politician could uh, come up with that would change where we're at politically mm. w- with this reconciliation bill. Um, right. But I, I would, I would love to hear it if if, if there was somebody. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, Warren and Cinema are apparently uh, talking behind the scenes and apparently come to a deal. I'm dropping apparently left and right, and I would stop counting. <laughs> I know. I noticed. I noticed. Yeah, there's there's some backroom dealing happening. I mean, I, I, I guess we're going to talk about the package. Yeah, we'll talk about the, that later. On the Friday show. Yeah. Yes. Well, here here's another Biden audio. This one okay. actually made sense, and um, oh, I've got plenty to fucking say after this. Okay. The two things that concern me, one are those who just try to make this a political issue. Freedom. I have the freedom to kill you with my COVID. That one was killing it. Did you hear that? Uh, Yes, I heard. With my COVID? No, I mean, come on. Freedom. But seriously, folks, tip your waitress. Freedom. Number one. Number two, the second one is that, uh, you know, the the gross misinformation that's out there. (sighs) So how do you feel about freedom being used as a punchline? Um you know, just just blatantly <laughs> mocking someone else's and misinterpreting someone else's motives um, or or at best not governing a plurality where those are still your fucking citizens. Like, is this tolerance? Like, I, I'm sure a lot of people liked that. 
Mm. So I, I understand where he's coming from in that I've said on the program before that none of this should have been politicized. Masks, vaccines, uh, therapeutics, it, it should not have been politicized. We should have been able to uh, fair-mindedly, you know, listen to the science and adapt um, and determine what the best thing for us and our families was to do going forward. And the fact that it got politicized totally fucked up the whole thing. Um, I mean, we have the vaccines because Trump did Operation Warp Speed. And then right? he didn't win the election and he didn't want to spend any of his energy touting political capital on or whatever. something. Plus, that- plus, it appealed to a certain segment of his base who was sort of conspiracy oriented anyways. Um, and, and so, like. I understand why he says that in that when he says it's political. Now, when he says the whole killing people with my coronavirus, Dude. I mean, and also it's it's a bit flippant for, for the That's president. That's what I'm trying States. to say, yeah. Yeah, I get that, yeah. But I, I also understand, I get it. Like, the fact that it was politicized fucked all of this up. Yeah. And if that hadn't happened, we'd be in a much better place today. I really believe that. Yeah, I, I agree. I know what can be done so, now. I mean, well, well, we at cast this out of the bag at this point. Well, and also at this point, we're we're getting to the point where most people have control over. So there's enough people vaccinated. There's few enough cases, and you know most people can mitigate being safe. You know. Do you understand? Safe from infection, right? The people that can't are... They can make personal choices. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the people that can't are the people that are immunocompromised and can't get a vaccine. And say they have to drive to go to therapy, if they get pulled over by a cop and that cop has refused to vaccinate, they, as a public servant, are making that person less safe. No matter your opinion of how deadly the virus is. To that person, it would be, for one. But for two, like you, for two, you, you are an, you're an employee of the state. You are, you, you have to do what the fucking state tells you. I'm sorry. That's what they pay you for. Maybe don't work for the well, government. I've said that flippantly too. Right. I mean, the whole cop thing kind of blows my mind a little bit. Um, I mean, what's happening in like cities like Chicago where, you know, the, the... that'll come up actually in the Saki and, but go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, where, where you have the police union uh, head going at it with the mayor. And, and she re- actually relented and said, look, okay, you don't have to be vaccinated. Just we need to know where, where you're at. Like, so tell us your vaccination status. And then if you're not vaccinated, you have to be tested twice a week. All right, fine. That's the deal. So if, if that's your personal choice that you don't want to be vaccinated, this is your option. This and is I, th- I think that's pretty out. reasonable because if you don't want to get sick and you can't get the vaccine and you have to worry about interacting with a public official, yeah, you want to know that they either have been vaccinated or can prove that they haven't been infected. Infected. Yeah, I, absolutely. I'd feel safe I, enough with that. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And again, if and you don't head- like that, you like... You, you're gonna have to work private security from being a cop, or you're gonna go to Florida. I don't. I was gonna say you yeah, go to Florida, yeah, and get a five thousand dollar bonus. Yep. Um, but you know, the the head of the police union was like, uh, "No, don't, don't, don't comply. Don't, don't fill out the form and say whether or not you're vaccinated." Now, there were estimates going into that that like half the police force was gonna be non-compliant. Turns out only like six, like thirty percent, thirty three percent were non-compliant. That's a big. That's percent. still a big chunk. Yeah. That's like and buying. By the way, non-compliant means not 
turning in their vax results. It doesn't right. mean that they haven't That's been vaccinated, which is right. an interesting hair to split. That's right. Um, but it's like, well, what do you want, man? Like, I, I don't, I don't get it. I, are you saying that there's cops that are resisting? <laughs> Perhaps they should stop resisting. <laughs> I saw the meme. I'm familiar. I didn't know there was a meme. I thought that was my idea. Damn it. Really? Yeah, there's a meme. Uh, yeah. I probably saw it and forgot. Damn it. I even wrote that down. It's, it says stop resisting. And there's like a nurse with a needle and then a cop on the funny. other side. Yeah. <laughs> it's a better visual. <laughs> are these, so is setting aside about how you feel about vaccine mandates, are these cops that are walking off the job like doing all of us a favor like is this the closest thing we're going to have to getting rid of bad cops mm. you know what I, i'm sure there's a venn diagram there yeah <laughs> uh so yeah perhaps perhaps so i Although, mean I, in a city like chicago losing a third of your police force is a, is a problem so i don't know how they're going to deal with that yeah well, yeah i'm sorry i'm just failing to find sympathy for the law enforcement officials crying about unfair possibly illegal interpretation of someone's powers that negatively affect them. Well, I'm with you there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am taking something personally that has happened to me and extrapolating it onto all of law enforcement. I'm sorry for that. It happened to me. What do you want? <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Okay. Uh, so speaking of the vaccine, you live in a hotspot for news lately there. Luckily, nobody's mm. dying of COVID anymore. Everyone's favorite burger chain, except for Constitution of No Authority, swears by <laughs> Whataburger. He has some violent things to say about people that don't like Whataburger. I have not tried Whataburger. Well, it's delicious, and I don't okay. dare say otherwise. In-N-Out in San Francisco made headlines, Alan. There's only one In-N-Out burger in San Francisco. And yes, they, they refused to enforce the city's... Well, um, that's not quite true. They were caught not enforcing it. Out says it is not going to act as the vaccine police for any government. One of that company's restaurants up in San Francisco was briefly shut down last week after health inspectors say they had witnessed employees not following the city's mandate to verify proof of vaccination for people who were eating indoors. In and Out says that mandate is unreasonable, invasive, and unsafe to force employees to segregate customers. So the full clip, like, or the full statement. I mean, this is a fucking statement from their, um, the, the chain, the chain's chief of legal and uh, the mm -hmm. chief of legal and business officer shouldn't be hard to find just his statement. No, you had to open up articles and find it quoted in two separate paragraphs with commentary between. So here's the full statement. We refuse to become the vaccination police for, cause when it's in the news like that, it's like, they said they didn't want to be the vaccination police. Like you, right? Like it's a little condescending. Uh, so we refuse to become the vaccination police for any government. It is unreasonable, invasive, and unsafe to force our restaurant associates to segregate customers into those who may be served and those who may not, whether based on the documentation they carry or any other reason. I, I fail to see a reason why that isn't a totally sane statement and definitely recognizing a situation where they're going to put themselves into more legal trouble by enforcing that and having incidents, uh, I, I also, also, I get the feeling that them and other companies like Southwest and these places that are bending their stances are just reading the winds, the political winds and recognizing that, you know, there's, it's no longer beneficial to virtue signal that you're a uh, vaccine mandating 
Institute. Yeah, I don't do know think? if that's the case specifically with In-N-Out Burger. They they've been um, like widely known to be a, a very conservative uh, corporation. But for it is many just years. this one branch. Like they haven't. No, had this I get issue that, but that's else. that's because they were their hand was forced here. Uh-huh. Um, they they've been known to to be a very conservative corporation. They've you know they donated to the recall Gavin Newsom. Uh, uh, election thing. Uh, what, recall yeah, Gavin Newsom yeah. campaign. Initiative. Call me crazy. Campaign. Don't you just assume that like the CEOs of like any major corporation are into politics that result in them having less taxes? Therefore, they're by default Republicans. Uh, that's not always true. Actually. I know it's not always true, but like it never shocks me. Like okay. I, I'm pretty sure the CEO of nope. Whole Foods was like a total Republican. He's like, yeah, these <laughs> fucking hippies just give me all their money. <laughs> no, but but In and Out has made sort of a point of it. Like they've had, I, I believe, in the past they like had Bible verses. And oh, stuff they still on do. There. The bottom of the cup says John three sixteen says, yeah, I just kicked like your that. ass. Whatever. I don't care. Their burgers are delicious. That's not my point. Um, Nobody can hate gay people enough for me to stop eating fried eating chicken. Chick Fil A. <laughs> uh, didn't have to say it specifically. <laughs> you kind of ruined that a little bit. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, so no, I don't think this is them necessarily like, you know, going the way of the political wins. This is who they are. Um, I, I do sympathize somewhat with their, the statement of, you know, we don't want to be the police. Well, their staff didn't get a raise to have to deal with that shit. Well, it, so I will say it does put a, a private business in a awkward position wherein typically what you want to do is provide your customers the services and goods that they want to the best of your ability and that's all you want to do yeah and, um, and instead the government's using some barely legal workaround to make the employees enforce their policies well but i also i also want to say this that there is there is an expected cost to do business in a certain environment um and that, that cost to do business could be the tax environment. It could be a regulatory environment. Uh, whatever it might be, when you put your business in a certain place, you you understand the rules that are you're going to have to follow. And every other business, well, maybe not, but a lot of other businesses in the same area understood that and followed the rules. Now, let me ask you this. Do you know how, how did it come about that In-N-Out was... Uh, find or shut down because so, of this. somebody somebody observed them the way it was reported is that somebody observed them not somebody ratted dude mm-hmm. now this this actually this happened to a business near me and i was so this is a business i i frequented a lot um over the last you know few years that i've lived here and this one day i watched in the business and this was during this was during lockdown i think where you could still this is a restaurant and you could still have like takeaway and I think that was it. Just takeaway and delivery, but no dine-in, right? Okay. And I walked in to get my takeaway and there were people sitting in there eating. And I was like, this is weird. Yeah. But I didn't say anything. Yeah. Got my food and I left. Went back, you know, a week later, same thing. Okay. Did they change the rules? Like I go home and Google it. Nope. They didn't change the rules. Okay. So they're just like not following the rules. Okay, cool. So then I go in the next week and... I, I think I literally walked in like after the inspector left because oh. the owner was a little shook and there was like a posting on the wall. Oh no. <laughs> and uh, I go, Hey man, what happened? 
And he's like, oh, we got caught for letting people dine in. It's like apparently one of our customers like ratted on us. I was like, oh, shit, that's kind of like. So here's the thing. If you're going to frequent a business that that, you know, isn't following the rules, but you like that business, you're making that choice. Right. Yeah. Why would you. So if that's a business that you like and support, why would you do because that? Because you hate that them more but, for breaking the rules. Right. I So I don't know. That part is. That's that's a gray area for me. Like I didn't have a problem with them doing it. I I didn't choose to choose to participate. Like yeah. I wasn't going to dine in. Right. But if right. they were going to break the rules, I wasn't going to say anything. Yeah. I was just get my food and leave. Yeah, like, it's, it's not fine. like they're like breathing on you as they hand you the food. Like no, no, no. Right. Take your mask off. And everybody's and they were masked and all that, yeah. so it was fine. Yeah. But like, anyways. Oh so well, yeah, how I mean, if it's not going to. The virus isn't a monster. It's not going to kill you while you're having dinner. <laughs> I mean, why you can take your masks off. Everyone knows that. Right. I have an impromptu just asking question. Okay. I said that that uh, OSHA situation is a barely legal workaround. Yeah, I, I'm. What, what's I like, your What's your favorite barely legal workaround? So I'm I'm older now. I'm not really into barely legal. I'm more into mature like milk right. stuff. Ah, you're uh, dodging the question. Speaking of people I, that dodge <laughs> the question, I've really okay. been into uh, Jen Pisaki lately. <laughs> Uh, it's been a few episodes in a row that I bring her up, uh, but yeah. the Jim Pisaki rabbit hole. You have a thing for redheads. Has, and the Jim Pisaki <laughs> rabbit hole has brought me around to the, the the wonder of the world that is the Peter Ducey oh, uh, yes. questions. Um, Everybody's favorite. Deuce. Yeah, every every well, he's he's most people's second favorite Ducey, son of Steve Ducey um, of Fox and Friends. Like, oh, yes. He took over uh, this role at the beginning of the Biden administration. Nobody cares. Here we go. Jen Psaki and uh, Peter Ducey. Yep, go ahead, Peter. Thank you, Jen. Why is the administration flying thousands of migrants from the border to Florida and New York in the middle of the night? Uh, that, that's a great setup, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the ultimate gotcha question, I think. It, well, I think the ultimate would be from the border to any foreign country. It's like, I don't know what's your fucking problem. I'm bringing them to another state within the country. Like, I didn't take the parents and put them in one pen and take the kids and put them in another pen <laughs> and not keep track of which one went where. So I don't know what your fucking... Uh, well, I'm not sure that it's in the middle of the night, but let me tell you what's happening here. Um, it is our a.m. Well, he, very early in the morning. Here we are talking gone. about it. early flights, earlier than you might like to take a flight. Um, it is our legal responsibility to safely care for unaccompanied children until they swiftly can be swiftly unified with a parent or a vetted sponsor. And that's something we take seriously. We have a moral, a right obligation to uh, com to do that and to deliver on that. As a to part deliver. of the unification process, our Office of Refugee Resettlement facilitates travel for children in its custody to their families or sponsors across the country. So in recent weeks, uh, unaccompanied children pass through the Westchester Airport, which I think is what you're referring to, en route to their final destination to be unified with their parents or vetted sponsor. It's no surprise uh, that kids can be seen traveling through states, uh, not just New York. It's something that we're also working to unite children with their family members or vetted sponsors in other parts of the country as well. Okay. Uh, to follow up on some of the tax it's talk. Just, okay, moving on. <laughs> I mean, so what he's saying without saying is is that he's saying that they're doing this under the cover of night to try to avoid any media scrutiny. I, so I guess my counterpoint would be, no, it's not that. It's just that it's hard to get fucking flights right yeah. now. <laughs> Do you want this to happen, like, in the middle of, like, rush hour travel? Like, right. But, and, and, and it's, yeah, 2.13, 4.30, like, okay. 
Like, yeah. So is that really what's going on there, though? Is they're reuniting? Are they sending thousands of them just to New York? or It's all over the country. It's wherever their parents are. So this is actually what I was saying. It's reuniting the kids that were separated. Yes, yes. uh, Here is um, track two. She had another. So this is a different day, but uh, more from Saki versus Ducey. Saki v. Ducey. On vaccine requirement. Sock them in the Ducey. <laughs> I like it. On vaccine requirements, if the whole point of a vaccine mandate is to make people safer, but a vaccine mandate also means tons of police and military may walk off the job, then at the end of the day, does a vaccine mandate make people safer? Well, where are tons of police? Was this a thing before? Like, there's that guy... Who is the guy from CNN that used to editorialize uh, at Trump's question and answer sessions? What are these called? Press conferences. Press conferences. Um, he hmm. kicked him out. He called him fake news all the time. Did he preamble so much? Like, here's my opinion about vaccine mandates. So, are they good? Like, that's really weird, right? Uh, yeah, I think I don't. I don't. I can't remember the person's name who you're talking about. But, but you're supposed has... to be asking a question to get an answer. You're right, doing I... that for the camera. I think that has become more of a a thing, I guess, in in recent years, where sort of reporters insert themselves into the story by the way that they yeah, ask, I, ask I mean, the question. Yeah, I mean, I'm not that naive. I know that's true. Okay. There are yeah. tons of police and military walking off the job. Well, the Washington Post says that hundreds of thousands of U.S. service members remain unvaccinated, uh, which is leading to questions about possible military readiness. Uh, the L.A. County Sheriff says that five to ten percent of their workforce could walk off the job and so considering the i mean but there are other problems in the world than COVID 19 international terror gang violence murder arson drug what, dealing what was, is there any what, concern what was the high what was things? the what was the number one cause of death among police officers last year do you know COVID 19 so that's something that we're working to address and police departments are working to address sick burn yeah, that was the, <laughs> that was a pretty good sake bomb. Oh, uh, you know, Alan, is that a thing? That's a thing. Yeah, oh, okay. um, I'm not mad at you then. The that so one thing I can say is is anecdotal, but I can say. Um, so I, if if listeners remember, if you can't say it, don't say it. No, I can say. You it. can say it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if, if listeners remember, my brother, um, my brother. was not. Uh, he he wasn't planning to be vaccinated oh yeah right uh it was a whole thing yeah and, you disowned him and actually no no i didn't actually when they <laughs> were down here last time and what was it um, three four weeks ago i was planning to have like a conversation with him about this like i had actually thought about it like i you know and i wasn't you know i wasn't going to beat him over the head with it or anything i was just like trying to like how can i have a like a, a conversation where I can get my point across without, you know, him just recoiling from the whole thing, right? Which is very difficult to do. Like right. I, I had spent many hours sort of, sort yeah. of thinking that through. So uh, I think I mentioned before he's in the army. He's an army reserveist. Uh, and so when when they came down, I said, "Hey, man, like, uh, you know, what's up? Are you getting vaccinated?" He's like, "Well, I have to. I'm in the army, so yeah, I'm gonna." So I didn't have to have the conversation. The whole conversation. The whole thing, I didn't have to do it, right? Okay. So, I guess that's my way of saying that 
the mandates kind of work for a certain percentage of the population where they're like, well, I guess I just got to do it. Like, you know, like, or I want to go to a hockey game. I want to go to a concert. I want to. And like, is, do you think ultimately the reason they just say, yeah, I'm just going to do it because I have to, because if it really did matter that much to them, they would find another line of work. I agree. So and I think, so, so I think that is, it's, it's taking away the thing that politicized it. The problem is it's yes. giving them someone to hate that was the person that made them. And that's, I worry about that long-term. Yeah, no, I can agree with that. But I, I do think that there is some evidence that enough people, especially when they see enough people around them sort of, you know, getting vaccinated and no, no adverse outcomes. Uh, it's like, well, why not? Like, don't you want to participate? Sure. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. Can I uh, have a bit of a palate cleanser with this next audio? Oh, please. Yes. So here's some audio from a public school board meeting. I'm going to have you guess what year this is from. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, oh, also, I stole this from uh, from your mom's house podcast. I couldn't help it; it was too good. But uh, we're we're gonna go slightly different direction. We're not blatantly ripping them off. Okay. But shout out to your mom's house. I don't know if they fags or what. Other f words. Sorry. What? Sorry. Search a nigga down and grab his nuts. And on the other hand, without a gun, they can't get none. But don't let it be a black and white one because they'll slam you down to the street top. Black police showing out for the white cop. I'll let you guess the year yet, but okay. Ice Cube will swarm on any motherfucker in a blue uniform. (laughs) Just because I'm from the CPT, punk police are afraid of me. A young nigga on a warpath. And when I'm finished, it's going to be a bloodbath of cops dying in L.A. Yo, Dre, I'm something to say. Fuck the police. Fuck, fuck. Fuck the police. Fuck, fuck. You get the gist. Fuck the police. Hell yeah. Dude, somebody needs to put a sick beat under that. Like, that would be fucking amazing. I'm sure somebody's already done it. Probably. But, like, what year? Guess what year this was from. Oh, man. Uh, this has to be like. Like the whole um, Tipper Gore, like when they put the parental advisory stickers. You on would CDs. think this is from like last week at a school board meeting because she's saying that's in someone's curriculum because the, I don't know. Uh, uh, what's that three letter phrase? Um, CRT. I don't know. I, oh, I thought you were, were going to say NWA. Um, <laughs> I wish it was in somebody's curriculum. Like I wish it was. In, that would be amazing. Dude. I want to go to that school. <laughs> right. That's fucking yeah. great. How do I transfer there and then make children? I know the first. I know the second part. <laughs> Hell yeah. Let's stick with this uh, school themed. Okay. I have. I like one. school. Yeah. Themes. Do you remember your, uh, I think it's trigonometry. There was a three syllable phrase to remind you of, I think it's like some triangle shit. Isn't everything in trigonometry triangle? Hold on. Um, <laughs> yeah. So do you remember Sokotoa? It's like sine, Vaguely. cosine, tangent. And it's the way that you, uh, S- Sine, oh, cosine, tangent. But so is for sine. Ka is for cosine. Cosine. Yeah. To, toa is for tangent. Outer yes. and above or something. I don't remember anymore. Yeah, that sounds okay. right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Soka Toa was the way that you'd remember it. And I'm pretty sure when I learned that, my math teacher was like, you know, it's like a Native American name, Soka Toa. Mm. So, so you don't forget, right? Sure. Um, like Roy G. Biv. Yes, just like that. But, you know, you, you'd have to involve, like, a stereotype of a Native American name. Sure. It was never like offensive. Sacagawea. It was never offensive. Uh, and, you know, s- tell me if anything that I'm about to play is possibly as offensive. She's just trying to teach the same thing. 
She's dressed like a Native American. Oh. She's marching all around the room. Doing like a rain dance. So she's aware of how silly she's being, but I cannot believe she is that what what's that word tone deaf to like, yeah. but at it's the same time, current. this got shared by the Washington post, like Washington post is just canceling people, canceling teachers. <laughs> uh, well, I guess my first response is God damn teachers don't get paid enough. No. Uh, and, and my second thought is that she probably like was going over her lesson plan the night before, popped an edible or two, <laughs> and was like, this is a brilliant fucking idea. This is how I'm going to connect with the youth of this They're never going to forget Sokotoa. Yeah. this is. I'm going to make an impact. And then she showed up and did some sort of cringe shit. And, and, <laughs> and I mean, I, I don't hate her, but clearly that, that was a misstep. Yeah. Probably should get fired, though, right? Pro- probably yeah oh no really i was hoping you wouldn't say yes i mean yeah like, i know that's a bad that's bad judgment like yeah. you can't have that kind of judgment uh, kind of treat kids. her like a priest just suspend her transfer to another school <laughs> don't to explain to the other precinct. school why they did it and if anybody asks don't cooperate <laughs> if only hey i'm uh gonna invite our special guest in for our last segment for our big show did i surprise you with this yeah taja Oh, oh sweet. Coming. Maybe she's napping. She's taping a special across the hall. Right, right. Oh, look who's here at the door. Hi. Hi. Welcome, Welcome to None Taken. <laughs> oh, hold on. I got to turn your microphone on. Okay. We good? <laughs> yeah, we're right. good. Okay. So, for our last topic, we brought in a, an expert on the subject. <laughs> Uh, everyone, this is Natasha. Howdy. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Alan, can you set up this topic better than I can? I'm kind of in a weird space. We're both in a weird headspace. I have no idea what this topic it? is. It says number 13, <laughs> the big news. Oh. oh, shit. Okay, okay. Yeah, I can. I can. Um. So I think everybody's heard this story at this point. Um. Alec Baldwin was on Who? the set. I'm sorry? Who? Did I, did I say it like Yeah, long? you did. No, you, we're, we're just off. He's Go just ahead. trying to be funny. Yeah. So Alec Baldwin was on the set of a movie that they were filming, and he fired what was supposed to be a prop gun and killed the cinematographer and injured the director because clearly it was not a blank that was in the gun. Uh, pretty tragic story. Yeah. There's just all kinds of... Um, questions as to how this could have happened and why it happened and i'm sure we're about to get into that well before we get into much more of the story on it i actually have a none taken exclusive oh i'm about to play the 911 call are you ready alan nobody else has this sweet hey i want to tell you something okay and i want to leave a message for you right now because again it's 10 30 here in new york on a wednesday and once again I've made an ass of myself trying to get to a phone to call you at a specific time. And you don't even have that goddamn phone turned on. I want you to know something, okay? You have insulted me for the last time. You don't have the brains 
for the decency as a human being. I don't give a damn that you're 12 years old or 11 years old Jesus. or that you're a child or that your mother is a thoughtless pain in the ass. I am going to get on a plane and I'm going to come out there for the day and I'm going to straighten your ass out when I see you. Do you understand me? So you better be ready Friday the 20th to meet with me. So I'm going to let you know just how I feel about what a rude little pig you really are. You are a rude, thoughtless little pig, okay? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That was a voicemail he left his daughter, his 12-year-old daughter. Well, he wasn't sure if she was 12 or 11, actually. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's like 12, sure. 11, somewhere I'm gonna there. I'm going to fly out there, straighten you out for the day, then fly back. Yeah. He was, uh, he was very angry. Yeah, that, th- that was the wrong tape. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, so I won't be funny anymore, and we will get into the... Uh, the, the let, let's, okay, hold on. All right. All right. Somebody died. Mm. Natasha actually was pretty shook by this um you know i'd seen the headline i had put it up in our stories as whether it should be a news topic or not um and like before any of that natasha was just like dude this is so sad that director of photography um you know she was relatively new in the industry i think she was like 42 but yeah she graduated film school in 2015 so it was pretty impressive um you know her resume at that point and also just for females to to really make it in the industry is is always you know so great it's a very male dominated industry um i personally went to film school and witnessed it firsthand it's a it's a boys club um i've also worked on some really shitty low budget sets before and it sounded like this is one of those um this was also um they it was a union shoot too um and they were you know, fighting back and forth. People had just left the set that day just because they weren't paid. They were working, you know, 15 plus hours, having to drive hours to get to the location. I mean, it was just all around a bad low budget shoot. And um, something one of my professors posted on Facebook that I thought was really, you know, we we should be holding accountable these actors for these kind of shoots. Like, Alec Baldwin just the day before posted a rant about go ahead and strike. I'm right behind you. But you know what he could have done? He could have said, I support you. I'm the talent. I'm not coming to work until you give these people what they need. And he could go further uh, as a, as a producer. He's an executive producer. Yes. Executive producer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is kind of ironic because although he may not be prosecuted for shooting this person, he could be prosecuted as being part of the producing team. Yeah, I thought about, I heard about that. She's sweet. No, I, th- that. I okay. think he definitely has some exposure as as EP that for certainly in the civilian side, but even potentially in, in involuntary manslaughter as well. So what what exactly happened? Uh, I guess it's, it's still kind of unclear. But there was a live round put in there, like an actual round, right? It wasn't uh, like how Brandon Lee died, where it was some, you know, a, a faulty, uh, not flare. What's the word? No. So Brandon Lee was. So Brandon Lee. What happened with Brandon Lee was they used a a real bullet with the powder taken out, but it still had the, what's that, the little charge at the bottom? What's that called? The... Blast cap or whatever yeah, it is. Sure. It's still, anyways, whatever. It still had the the primer cap, I think is what it's called, actually. There we go. Um, and so the primer cap was fired, um, and that actually caused the 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 projectile, the lead bullet, to get um, ex- expelled from the bullet and get stuck in the gun. From the gun. And, and then yeah. when they put the, 
the blank round in, oh. there was enough powder to still expel that round that was stuck in the chamber. And then there's all too. kinds of conspiracies around that too, right? Yeah, which that sucks. I actually saw his uh, his sister be interviewed last week, and I'd sort of forgotten about that whole thing, and it just brought it all back. But um, So this wasn't that. Um, they're still investigating. We don't have any forensic evidence back yet as to whether yeah, this was a live round or not. It seems pretty obvious that it was because it not only killed uh, Helena, is that how you say her yeah, name? Yeah. Helena Hutchins, I believe? Yes. Uh, I uh, actually just read an article that was released an hour ago on this. Really? Okay. Yeah. tell. Yeah. So it was, um, it wasn't a, everyone keeps saying prop gun, but. Um, it was a know, real gun. It's a real gun. It was yeah. actually a vintage revolver that was supposed to be. Uh, time period, you know, aesthetic. Sure. It was a Western movie. So exactly. Yes. Yeah. And um, so in part of the, the investigation, they actually found quite a few expelled bullets um, casings on set. So what they're thinking is somebody was um, doing target practice after mm-hmm. hours with this gun and maybe left a bullet in there. They had also just came back from lunch so maybe this also happened on that lunch break. Like they had come back from lunch like five minutes before. Oh fuck! Wow. Yeah, I've I've heard a lot of speculations saying that there were members of the crew that were doing target practice like between shoots during the downtime, and that potentially that that's how that happened and how a live round ended up in that gun. I mean, the the thing is that so you're supposed to have an armor on set which controls uh, any any gun interactions that happen on the set, right? So mm-hmm. they're supposed to have chain of custody of that gun from the, the gun safe to the actor. They're supposed to check it, ensure that there aren't any live rounds in it. Then the actor's supposed to check it. Then the AD is supposed to check it. There's all these redundancies, right? Mm-hmm. That's supposed to prevent any of this stuff from happening. Also, Dustin, I, yeah. you asked a question on social media. Aren't you always supposed to assume oh. that a gun has live rounds uh, in it? Yeah. So I just got a firearm in the last week and right. it's the first one I really like handed to Natasha and asked her to be comfortable with. And Natasha, what was the first thing I said? Always assume there's ammunition in it and yep. never point it at somebody unless you're planning to destroy it. That's right. I, that doesn't go away just because you're on a movie set. Like, no. this is a reflection of the current state of gun culture in America, I think, as much as anything. And I realize that's a boring or an annoying side conversation that has probably been said all over right wing radio. I don't listen to right wing radio. You don't either. So I don't <laughs> mind having this said here. Uh, right. There, there's been more and more attention towards gun violence, but the response has been to remove guns. So, I mean, maybe it's just my theory, but as we've removed them, it's bred unfamiliarity. So, I mean, it's solely the responsibility of the person handling the firearm to first assume it's loaded, then check. And in this case, check if it's fucking loaded with blanks or live rounds, assuming first that they're live rounds. And I don't know, maybe if you're going to shoot somebody in a movie, you should annoyingly go up to them and be like, by the way, I've checked just so you know, there's no bullets in here. Or just so you know, we only have blanks in here. Let them be annoyed with you. Let it take longer. It doesn't fucking matter. It's the only thing on that set that's going to fucking kill somebody. Or, sorry, it's the only thing on that set is specifically designed to kill something. If you're holding a gun, sure, shooting guns can be fun, but it is designed to destroy things. Yeah, it's a tool for a purpose. I've seen a lot of people, you know, industry insiders interviewed who say that beyond what we just talked about, also, in a movie, you typically don't actually point the gun at the person they they use camera angles to make it appear that you are 
but you don't actually point the gun at a real person. Uh, so when you fire, you're not supposed to be firing the line of somebody that's actually there. Uh, and clearly that didn't happen. I understand that there, you know, Alec Baldwin has a reputation. Uh, people, there are, there are a lot of people who are happy to sort of dance on his. Yeah, that part sucks. I mean, the memes were funny, but yeah. Yeah, and I, so I guess the thing I just want to say is that, like, dude, this is this is tragic. I can't imagine, you know, being the person that pulled that trigger. Now, there's lots of reasons why I wouldn't have been in that position, but if I were, uh, dude, that's something yeah, but, you got to live well, with. He does have to life. live with it, but he committed a fucking crime, and there's and like people like it's just too easy to move past it for some reason. We don't want celebrities to be in trouble. I don't know what it is, but like you were holding something designed to destroy someone, and you didn't do the thing that you're supposed to do first. The basic stuff. I mean, he is responsible for that person being dead, not the prop director. I even if you even if you're saying it's the prop director, you did it. You did it. The actor did it. Well. I mean, the armorer on the set was 24 years old uh, and had very little experience being an armorer. To Natasha's point, they, this was a very low budget. This seems like they were trying to cut corners. There were people on the crew of the set who complained about safety issues prior to this happening, mm-hmm. including people walking off and saying they weren't going to participate because of that. I think the gun uh, also had gone off. Uh, yep. I read an article. That, uh, an, an, yep. Yeah, that it, the gun had gone off, and they're like, hold on a second. This, there's something going on with this gun. Obviously, it wasn't a prop. It was a real gun, and someone had sure because like a prop gun's more expensive. It's different. It's a specific gun. You can just get a regular gun and shoot blanks, right? Like there's two ways to do it. I, I yeah, think most I of the time so. they use real guns. Yeah. They shoot blanks, but I mean, there are directors that you know. Alan, have if I'm lucky after this procedure, I'm hoping to have soon. I'll shoot blanks. <laughs> we do live in I a mean, red state, so we gotta be careful. Yeah, <laughs> right. You, you know, don't want, I mean, that, speaking who, of responsibility, you don't want more of me's running around. <laughs> it's not somebody, a, it's not, it's a cold dick, Alan. <laughs> okay, that's show title, definitely. <laughs> uh, I, I was going to say, as somebody who, like, like my day job, a lot of it is just processes and ensuring that processes happen the way they're supposed to happen and i have there's all these redundancies that have to be in place where somebody checks the person that checked the person that checked the thing that was supposed to happen to make sure it happened there were so many places along this timeline where somebody should have prevented this from happening mm-hmm. and they didn't yeah and it's that, that's like so what can be so done many failures what, what can be done something can be done like what? What should have been done differently here? It sounds like they didn't have. It sounded like gun safety was not a priority. Yeah, and I Clearly. don't know how you can just put that into law and expect every film that's filmed to to comply. I mean, well, if like, sorry, like a mand- like something we talked about on because we got in a pretty heated gun debate on this on Friday. I um I'm not pro guns. I don't necessarily think that a right should be taken away. So I don't know, I'm kind of in a gray zone where I don't know how I feel about this, but I think She's that, Australian. <laughs> I <laughs> think I think education is the most important thing, uh, especially yeah. with dealing with something that could take somebody's life. And so if every single person that has to every single person on set where there's going to be a live gun, 15 minutes, you're all going to take a class and you're all going to sign a piece of paper saying that if you shoot somebody with this gun, you are responsible. So they And that you've been trained. Exactly. And so you have some skin in the game, right? Because if Alec Baldwin signed something saying, if I'm going to shoot and kill someone with this prop, I'm responsible, 
damn sure he's going to check that gun every single time. Yeah, or I don't tell sign it, right? Been like with you for a while because she said skin in the game. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but what I was going to say was like, yeah, like I think that the industry standards are already in place where typically, as I said, there there is a chain of custody. The armorer is and the, the actor are the only two people that touch the gun. Nobody else. There certainly isn't target practice. Sure, but we want to have low budget movies exist. And sometimes that's going to mean that you can't afford to have like people might have to wear more than one hat. So yeah, but so you can do that and still have safety standards in place. Yeah, like, that's not impossible. I mean, like you said, I cannot believe this gun was used for target practice. It should be under lock and key when it's not yeah. being used. It should have eyeballs on it at all times. I, I can't right. believe this was a union shoot. Like I just can't understand. Well, <laughs> I have my own thoughts there. I'm contradicting, <laughs> but like that's supposed to be the scenario where like people are are known for being like, nope. That's totally against my union. You're going to be in hell for doing it. Like, what? What's different about movies? Well, that my understanding is that when this happened, the the union people were gone. They had replaced them with non-union people. They'd walked. So, so. all that target practice practice stuff happened post union. No, I, yeah, I, there no, was still, I don't know. not all the union people had walked. I read an article. It was like six people. But that's what led them to walking. Maybe was that the union had seen that unsafe practice, so they left. Right. That continued. Okay. Well, and I think that's you know speculation. Like, uh, so, I don't think so, that's why they were leaving. They weren't leaving because of the gun. They were leaving because they were working 15 plus hours, driving hours to just get to set, having probably really shitty food. Like, I mean, they were overworked. They were pushed. I mean, at one point, I think they only had one camera on set. So, it. I mean, it was just an all around, very low budget, very shitty set. It's enough to make you shoot somebody. <laughs> oh. <sighs> <laughs> that, that's an oof. That's an oof. I don't. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> uh, I'm going mean, to let I'll that say... hang. I'm I'm not. You, you can save it, Alan. <laughs> I mean, I think I've said stated my stance on guns previously on the show. Like, I like guns. I, I generally think people should be allowed to have them and, and use them at their own pleasure. I am also like not against gun regulations. So like it's I have sort of a nuanced stance here. Um but but this to me, as again as I said, it's just so many failures and so many levels that they, they have to figure out a better way to do this. But they would have and failed along those levels if it was better regulated too, because they were just not obeying the rules, right? Yeah, I, I don't necessarily think there are people that are saying that they shouldn't use live, you know, like real guns on set at all. I don't know. I think that there's a certain like realness to an actual artifact as opposed to a fake one. Like, yeah, maybe they can make a really good plastic one, but I don't know. Maybe it's not going to look exactly and, the same. And there are directors that are really going to want that like authentic look, but, I, and people use real guns on movie sets like a million times a year all the time. And this doesn't happen. This is a very rare occurrence based on a, a number of failures along the system that just people not doing their jobs. Mm-hmm. And, and a very high profile because it's Alec Baldwin, right? Like if it was a no-name actor, it probably wouldn't have been blown into what it is now. This is true. Now, that's probably as good of a bow as any to put on it. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for having me. Well, thanks, hey, thanks for, for coming on. Yeah, I thanks for coming on. Gave us some real good insight. Thank you. Of course. Hey, yeah. Alan. Hmm. Should we do this more? Hell yeah, dude. All right, cool. I can be your true crime corner. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Thanks, right. babe. Bye. Cheers. You got to have a catchphrase. What do you say when you leave? Uh, oh, yeah. Something Australian. Hmm. Uh, I'll have to get back to you on that. I'll have to think about That's it. That's her catchphrase. <laughs> I'll have to get back to you. 
Until next week. Barbie? I don't know. Until like, next yeah. week, I have to get back to you. That's what she's saying. She has to come That'll back. Work. Yeah. That'll work. Yeah. Thanks, babe. Cheers. What do you say we get out of here? What do you say we get out of here on a just asking question? Yes, let's. I have a, I have a conspiracy theory I want to float by you. Okay. How much of our opinion of Dean Martin as a raging alcoholic is just pro Jerry Lewis propaganda? <laughs> uh, maybe some of it. I, I heard, I read stories that like maybe towards the end of his career, at least he was like drinking apple juice and not whiskey when he was doing his show. I don't know if that's true or not. I think it's what he said to get by censors, isn't it? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. Dean Martin's great, though. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I love I, people forget that there was like a whole act of Dean and Jerry, or Jerry and Dean, or whatever. Yeah, it was. Um, that was it. Oh, Martin and Lewis. Martin Lewis, Lewis. and Lewis and Martin. Yeah, in, in Pulp Fiction, remember they go to that restaurant and they're like, "Do you want Martin Lewis or Amos and Andy, the the milkshake?" That's right. That's right. right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you want to get the fuck out of here? Let's. All right. Uh, that was a fun show. That was fun. Drive safe. What do we do on the regular show? Drive safe. Uh. Cheers. Cheers. God bless. That was fun. Uh, I, I'll play this. You one. are a weird, thoughtless little pig. I'm pooping right now. Is Kevin McCarthy a moron, and if so, why? I come without explanations or solutions. Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. Read the news. Now this is podcasting.